You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The phenomenal football Friday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the Beck Hewell Network. Uh, 60 more minutes for today on Stadium. Uh, two more hours on the show. And in the final hour, the power hour, uh, all our bets for tonight, NBA and NHL, and, of course, our side and total bets for Super Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. We will save the props for tomorrow and for Sunday and then for Monday show for the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Ken and I are doing shows Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, just, just like... Gotta want to start crying. So we'll be on at 8 a.m. tomorrow. And then Sunday morning, our national show, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. We'll go back to the 11 to 1 time slot the following Sundays, including Super Bowl Sunday. So tomorrow morning, 8 to 10 a.m., Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. to noon. But we'll give you our our, our bets and thoughts as it stands right now, coming up at the end of the show for all six games, uh, Super Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. Our, our friend Brad Evans will join us in 20 minutes. Our stadium teammate from the Live on the Line show that airs uh, on stadium uh, weekdays at noon Eastern. Before we get to the superlative markets, we are going to take your favorite bets. Uh, when I say you, I mean the people watching the show on YouTube and Twitch. We will read your favorite bets on the air for Super Wild Card Weekend, the rationale behind it. Any of the six games, your favorite bet, side, total, prop, parlay, teaser, same game parlay, whatever, uh, from the YouTube and Twitch chats. Our pal... Our host of the segment, our executive producer, Alex Fasano, informed us during the break that the YouTube chat is crushing the Twitch chat right now in terms of audience participation. So if you're in the Twitch chat right now, what the hell's the matter with you? Like, type your favorite bet in. You have to have a favorite bet. Type it in. Tell us why you like it. We'll talk about it. You can't have YouTube lapping you like this, Twitch. This is not how this is... Uh, how this is supposed to go. So that's coming up later this hour. But Ken, for now, superlative markets in the NFL for the postseason. So BetMGM offers these, our show sponsor, uh, quarterback to have the most passing yards, running back to have the most rushing yards, and you might be able to guess the third, which of course is a wide receiver to uh, have the most uh, kickoff return yards. No, just kidding. It's uh, the most receiving yards. So pretty pretty good stuff here. Interesting markets, maybe some value to be gleaned. Uh do you have any like uh, big picture thoughts, or you want to dive right into the quarterbacks here? I have the markets from BetMGM. I don't. Uh, I think this is these are going to be three opinion markets in terms of just like if you like a team or you think a team it's like more possible than the market does that they'll win a couple games, then you're going to like their quarterback or you're going to like their receiver to do pretty well. The only like angle that you would have in this market, I think, in all three, would be like an injury that's not being accounted for. So, for example, like. I don't know what like Devonte Smith's price is, but like if AJ Brown doesn't play, 
and Devontae Smith is going to be the number one receiver for the Eagles, then he needs to be priced like it because there's very few games in the tournament. Something like that. That would be like an angle to bet into this market. Now, the problem is the Eagles suck and they're not going to win more than like two games. And you want to bet on guys that are going to play or have some chance to play three games or maybe four in the case of uh, like the Bills if they go to the Super Bowl and play the fourth game. So I, I, it's going to be more just like the teams that you like because uh, I don't think there's any injury stuff happening with any of the players. The only other angle that I'll mention, like a reason to make a bet that's not just like your opinion, which is totally fun way to make a bet, just like is there actually a valuable bet, The how the weather impacts the Kansas City yep. game and the Buffalo game, which is, I, I just got to be honest, I've seen how this market has moved. Like it's getting priced into this really bad. Like it's people know, like this is not the same market that existed three days ago when this market opened, when I was texting people furiously like, do we want to bet against Josh Allen to have the most passing yards because they won't be able to throw the ball on Sunday. And that's baked into this like big time now. So you're not, you can still like make bets thinking it's even worse than the market has it. But these markets have moved a little bit to account for that, especially Josh Allen, who is very likely to have a lot of passing yards in the postseason, may not have a lot. Uh, and that Patrick Mahomes and Tua may have fewer passing yards than you would think because they're going to play a game where it's going to be negative 25. So the market is starting to reflect that. You can maybe think it's like not far enough, but like that would be like an angle as opposed to just like a, a kind of a more fun part sometimes, which is just like, I like this team or I like this quarterback. So I want to make that bet. Well, and you, you said the word bake in that answer. And, uh, and now like, I just want to eat like a baked goods, like a cake or like a muffin or something. That's where yeah. my head went to. I was just like, I just started thinking about like cupcakes, like muffins and pie <laughs> and cake and really like, nice. delicious confectionery treats. I've been really into recently these days. Like, uh, like, I guess, what do you call like the yellow, like yellow cake? Is that like angel food cake or just like, it's just like I yellow know. cake. Angel food's different. Angel food's made from like okay. different stuff. Yellow cake is just like yellow cake. It's called yellow cake. I like yellow cake with vanilla frosting. I think it's like, oh, it's okay. like my, like, that's like my 10 cake right now. Like I would like to have a slice of that at this moment right now. Anyway, back to betting. Uh, most passing yards market at our show sponsor, BetMGM. Uh, Dak Prescott is the favorite in this market with Dallas potentially playing four games, right? If they get to the Super Bowl, Dak plus 300. Josh Allen, who <laughs> 60 mile per hour wins, might have like no passing yards on Sunday. I'm only exaggerating maybe by a little bit. If that's going to be the forecast, Allen is at four, Brock Purdy five, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, both at plus 750. Lamar obviously off this weekend, as is Brock Purdy, the two one seeds in their respective conferences. Jared Goff is nine, Tua Tungavailoa 11, Joe Flacco 12, Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts, the two Monday night quarterbacks, both at 18, along with Matthew Stafford, who will play on Sunday night at Jared Goff. C.J. Stroud is 20. Jordan Love is 30, and uh, Mason Rudolph is never going to happen, so I'm not even going to read his price. Uh, can anything in this market that you find interesting? Yeah, I mean, just you if you apply the weather stuff or uh, games where you think the total will be really high, uh, I think like the application, look, like the Cowboys are low-priced in these markets because they're going to play at least a couple home games, and then they go to San Francisco, another weather-controlled game. Like, it's it's very unlikely to be bad weather there. And then the Super Bowl is obviously going to be a climate-controlled game if they make it to that game in Vegas. So, like, their path to play high-scoring games and how their offense is means that, like, yeah, Dak is the most likely quarterback to have the most passing yards, and C.D. Lamb's the most likely receiver to have the most receiving yards or close to it. Um, now, obviously, they don't run the ball, so rushing yards could be a different thing. McCaffrey's the favorite there. Again, think about the weather in the games and the total in the games. Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. Um, I think if there's, like, a quarterback-receiver combo that is a really long price 
and could get you three games. Like you don't have to have four, like the Ravens and Niners can't play four. So like, you don't have to have four games. You just like want, like you want at least like a path to three and you'd like all three to have the potential to be like bonanzas statistically where you could put up a lot of stuff. Okay. Well, like if, if people haven't figured that out by now, like that team is the Rams. Definitely. It's not even close. So like the Rams are going to play potentially at Detroit, at San Francisco, at Dallas, as the three games, the total in all of those games is going to be really high. The Dallas Rams total is going to be like 54 and the Rams are going to be able to throw the ball against all three secondaries. And they, and I just want to point this out. They don't have to beat Dallas. They just have to make it to the game. So really what you're pricing, even to give you not that they'll win if they do this, but just even to give you a shot is essentially like the two team money line parlay of money line this week and money line against San Francisco. And that at least gets you into the game with a chance to win this. And those prices, these prices are going to be really big versus that two-team parlay. Not that, like, if they get to the third game, they just win. But, man, their success is so correlated to, like, Stafford. And then the one bet that I made in any of these markets was I bet Cooper Cup most receiving yards because he was 50-1. to one. And, uh, and just, like, because he can play in the third game. And all three games, the projection is astronomical. And I don't think he's going to win. Like, I think he's very unlikely to win, but his price is really long. There's a couple other guys that are interesting, but just that's how I kind of be thinking about it. It doesn't have to be the favorite teams. You want like a, a reasonable shot at the third game. The fourth game would be great, but that's like Buffalo and Dallas. And, uh, and that's about it. Uh, and you better you bet with Nick and Ken, superlative markets at our show sponsor, BetMGM. And like the way that I've chosen um, in the prop market to attack these Rams receivers, basically like since Cooper Cup has come back and been healthy, is if there's a discrepancy between the two. So if Cup is lying like 10 yards more than Nakua, vice versa, to play the other receiver, basically. Like uh, play the discount. Um, I, I get it, right? Like Nakua... By the end of the season, I think it's like unquestioned. Who would you rather back? Like you'd have to choose Puka over Cup. You know, Cup will catch the ball on the first play of the game and like limp towards the sidelines and you're just, you don't know what this is going to be. He could play and be a decoy, just like it's like a time bomb kind of with Cooper Cup, which sucks because he's obviously awesome, won Super Bowl MVP a couple years ago. Ken, to your point, Nakua's 11, like Cup is 50? Really? Like that's the difference between the two? That seems a little bananas to me. I'll also add on the LA Rams that I think it's possible that actually it's this isn't true. Like Stafford's actually the best player. Kyron Williams is unbelievable. He's sure. so good. And if you think, like you out there listening, watching, if you think the Rams are going to make this like deep run, play on championship Sunday get to the Super Bowl, I, I almost think like you kinda you kinda have to look at uh at Kyron Williams. Um just on the passing like the 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 quarterback specific market, right? And you brought up Stafford, Stafford's eighteen to one again. Uh the guy that I'm looking at here, and we talked about this yesterday, right? Team that could potentially upend the Apple cart. You know, when you can talk about your your Super Bowl projections, right? Like teams like most likely to win the Super Bowl. You broke your teams down into tiers. And you had the Cleveland Browns kind of like in their own separate category as like would kind of like break the mold because they've only been this version of the team for the past like month or so. Um, if if anyone out there listening thinks the Browns could like get past, if it's going to be Baltimore, let's say, or Buffalo in the divisional weekend, get to championship Sunday, is is Flacco someone that might tickle your fancy? And is there anyone else that you like in any of these three markets that you think makes sense? 
So the reason why I like Stafford and I'm a no on Flacco is uh, the kind of game that they're going to play in. So Flacco plays in a a game where he can pass the ball a lot in this exact game, right? Just like Stafford does. And to be fair, like Flacco is more likely to win this first game than Stafford is. But like Stafford's going to go like at Detroit, at San Francisco, at Dallas, where it's just like has to throw the ball a ton in the game, can have a ton of success against the secondaries, uh, great weather. And Flacco is going to go from this to at Baltimore and their defense or to at Buffalo, and who the hell knows what that's going to be next weekend. Flacco might have 10 yards passing next weekend. Like, I don't want to go to Buffalo and bet someone to have most passing yards, unless I'm betting Josh Allen, because I think I get the fourth game if I bet Josh Allen. And, like, so you could be like, well, like, you know, they're not going to be able to throw the ball this weekend. Yeah, they also, like, have a really good chance to play a fourth game that the other teams don't, just like Dallas has the kind of the same likelihood on the other side. So if the guy has to go to Kansas City, go to Buffalo, go to Baltimore – Nah, like I'm just I'm I'm good on that. Like that's why Stafford's setup I think is just so much better. The Niners defense is really good, but you could pass on them. Like you can do that. And this is Rams Niners. Like it's kind of a throw out the statistics kind of a matchup because they've seen each other so much. And then they get to Dallas in the third game. Stafford could throw 500 yards against the Cowboys secondary. I don't think Flacco's doing that like at Baltimore at Buffalo nearly as often. Is it is it worth taking a shot? at someone other than Christian McCaffrey in the market, like for most rushing yards, right? We both think San Francisco is going to go to the Super Bowl, maybe not win it, but get there, right? That's three games for McCaffrey. He's a big favorite in the market, plus 185. The next closest player is James Cook. Obviously, because Baltimore like rotates their... That's the other thing with with this is Buffalo rotates all their running backs and Allen runs also. Like, I don't... I guess, like, I understand why he's the second choice. I just... I'd rather bet Kyron Williams than James Cook if you think... If you you think... The fourth game makes me laugh. I'm trying to think, like, what is the fourth game? Is it like a, like a sitcom? It's like a, it seems like, like a, a bad, it's like a, like a Dean Koontz book or something. It's like a bad, like something you'd see in Barnes and Noble, like on the shelf. Be like, the new thriller from James Patterson, the fourth game. You know, just like that. The fourth game. I, uh, but I, rushing is, it can be, I think this is the one that's the most fickle, actually, normally, because teams do rotate running backs. And it's a position where you're likely to have an injury more than some of the other positions. Like the, I could, the only reason I looked at this earlier in the week is I just go, it just like kind of a what if. Again, like trying to find an injury angle to bet in the market. I just go, what if McCaffrey's calf is like kind of messed up? Like what if that's what if that's what it is? Then like what would you bet knowing that? And so I started to play out some like, all right, what would I ever bet like, you know? Debo Samuel or something at like an insane price, thinking that like, well, they just make him the running back in the two games. Or like one of the quarterbacks even, right? right? The quarterbacks yeah, are sure. all the big prices in this market also, like Lamar, Josh Allen, et cetera. Right. Lamar is the other one to your point that I was like, do I want to do this? So I just, it's, it, there's a difference, right? It's either like, you really think you have an edge because of information or it's opinion. The edge because of information was like the weather stuff at the start of the week in a bunch of places. I don't think there's an injury out there that's like seems likely to crop up where like you would bet the backup or you'd bet another guy thinking a guy's not going to play. And if it is, it's on the bad teams. It's on like the Eagles or something like that or Tampa Bay uh, or something like that. It's like it's not really or uh, Miami would be the other one. And and so it's like, all right, I don't really want to make those bets. So then it's it's kind of just it's opinion and price. So, yeah, like the Rams for sure, like a small dog. It's. I don't know if there's another offense. Like, it's not Tampa. It's not Cleveland. I guess the other team, honestly. If the Lions get past them. The other team would probably be the Lions or, like, the Dolphins, I guess. Because (laughs) after this game, 
you know like i guess it i guess it gets better but like does it i was yeah. just gonna say does it here's baltimore yeah, exactly. again how'd that go that's three what I'm weeks ago tough cases to make yeah like really tough yeah. cases to make i guess so maybe just I'll, I'll be close with this it, yeah. I I understand that like the game on Saturday might be a little rough. I don't know, any of the Chiefs guys interest you a little bit at these big numbers? Probably not, right? With the way the offenses looked all season, so uh, yeah. I think like the the Rams probably present the best value. I I I love me some Kyron Williams. Uh, coming up next, we'll find out what our friend Brad Evans thinks. Prop wise here for the six game Super Wild Card Weekend with Nick and Ken on You Better You Bet. Third and goal, eight yards out. Kelsey's in a slot to the right side. Here's Mahomes. Fires it. Touchdown, Kansas City. Pacheco on the receiving end. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The great Jim Nance with the call at some point this season. Patrick Owens touchdown pass by Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, can the Chiefs do more of that coming up on Saturday night against the Miami Dolphins at Frigid? Arrowhead Stadium. We'll talk to our pal Brad Evans, our stadium teammate, about that and the rest of Super Wild Card Weekend coming up in a moment. But want to remind our live audience that 20 minutes from now, we're going to take uh, your favorite football bets for the weekend. So in the YouTube and the Twitch chat, continue sending them in. Your favorite football bet, any of the six games, Super Wild Card Weekend, including Monday Night Football with the Eagles and the Bucks. Side, total, parlay, prop, teaser, same game parlay. Tell us your favorite football bet. The reason why you like it, we'll shout you out. We'll talk about it uh, on the show. We'll tell you whether or not we like your bet. That's coming up 20 minutes from now. We'll get to all our bets for the weekend next hour, along with our NBA and NHL bets coming up for tonight. But joining us right now, and this is it's great to have Brad on the show every Friday, but today is like especially good because he's talked about this on the show, on our show. I'm sure he's done it on his show, and he's talked about it on Twitter also, at Noisy Huevos on Twitter or X or whatever. Uh that Brad has, like, studied meteorology, like, in college, like, a degree in meteorology. Like, could have been, like, a weatherman, which is the, that's not BS, that's the truth. So, fascinated to get Brad's takes on a couple of the weather games coming up. We'll start with the Chiefs and the Dolphins in a second, but, uh, Brad, host of Live on the Line, sports betting TV show here on Stadium, uh, noon Eastern on weekdays. Brad sports betting, uh, podcast is The Fade Five. Be sure to check it out. Brad, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, uh, happy Super Wild Card Weekend. Hola, amigo. And how much would we have to pay you before you give us your bets for the Dolphins and the Chiefs? How much would we have to pay you tax-free to sit outside for three-plus hours at Arrowhead tomorrow night? I had this conversation with my wife, uh, no kidding, last night. And I proposed a question. She goes, I don't think there is enough money in the world that could send me there. I'm like, oh, come on. Uh, there's, a, there's certainly a number in mind that could convince you. She's like, nah, I ain't going to go out there and risk it. Uh, I have no, you know, fondness and pleasure in sitting in uh, those kind of deplorable conditions for like three and a half hours. I do for 10 grand minimum. That's it. Uh, if you want to pay me more, sure. Uh, but it's got to be $10,000. And, and I will endure an entire game from start to finish. And you got to supply me with a handsome dose of tequila to keep me warm. Yeah, it's it's kind of like most jobs. Well, if you want to pay me more, I'll take it. But uh, but at least a thousand dollars. Why don't we start with that Chiefs Dolphins game, Brett? I know you have some bets that you like in that game, so kind of maybe like fold it into your answer. All right, like we we've talked about on the show, it's gonna be like negative twenty five with the wind chill. Like, what's this gonna be like? And then you kind of have a good idea what it's gonna be like. What do you want to bet in the game? Chiefs four and a half total forty three. 
Yeah, let me put the Jim Cantori hat on for a minute. For those of you that may be somewhat unaware of what the conditions are going to be, uh, it's going to be like a wampa, you know, would would relish on Hoth in Star Wars. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so game time temperature is going to be right around zero degrees, likely uh, minus one, minus two. The coldest game in Miami Dolphins history was played early this century at 10 degrees above zero. So that's going to blow away that record for that franchise. Coldest game in Kansas City history was played, I believe, in the early 1980s, and it was like a half degree above zero. That's at risk. Uh, so, you know, talking to a couple of players, um, you know, one of my favorite uh, people on the planet, Tank Williams, played the league for 70 years, hard-hitting safety uh, for a number of teams, and he was in a, in a game of similar conditions as a member of the New England Patriots, and it was a minus 15 wind chill and the air temperature is around seven or eight in that instance. And Tank goes, I couldn't feel my limbs. I could wrap people up as a hard-hitting safety. And he goes, the thing that really stunned me is I took out my mouth guard. And I had it, uh, you know, out of my mouth for like literally maybe two minutes, three minutes. It froze. And I didn't realize it. And I put it back in, and I was shocked. And it just added insult to injury. So that's what the players are really going to have to deal with uh, in this game. It doesn't really favor too well. I like the under his pass yards. Uh, that number has come tumbling down. Uh, really, it should be around 255 in perfect conditions. Is in the low 230s. I still play the under on that. He's never played in a game this cold. Uh, and you're going to have some ripple effects in the pass game then really for Miami overall. I think this game is going to hit the under in, uh, in total, uh, just in general. But my favorite bet on the board is taking Isaiah Pacheco, who, you know, given his violent downhill running style, uh, it's going to be a business decision for a lot of guys here, but feeling whether or not they really want to tackle him and endure the pain that's going to be exasperated by the cold conditions, the frigid conditions. So I like him for any time touchdown SGP. And then I jacked up the total to 53 and a half and slammed the under. You put those hands together at BetMGM, shockingly, it's plus 155. So I got seduced by that juice, gentlemen. Bar none, my favorite way to play this game is really on the ground and pound. Pacheco props are available. All right, so that's the Saturday night game with the Dolphins and the Chiefs from our guy, Brad Evans. Brad, let's let's go uh, to the first game of the weekend, the Saturday afternoon game, and we'll try and hit all six games. So we're yeah. five more to go. Uh, Browns and the Texans, what do you have for us, my friend, coming up from Houston? Yeah, I'm going to go with a wacko for Flacco uh, parlay play here on the yeah. SGP. I'm going to take I'm taking Joe Flacco for one passing touchdown, Joe Flacco for one INT, and then Cleveland on all spread a plus four and a half. Uno does trace, it's plus 180. Uh, those events occur. And if you look at Joe Flacco, all five games in which he's been under center for Cleveland, he's thrown at least a touchdown and at least a pick. Remember, he faced Houston in week 16, went for 368, three touchdowns and two interceptions. Again, I just need a single hit essentially in the touchdown area and in the INT area. Uh, you look at Houston, a middling uh, pass EPA defense. It's week 12, number 17 in the NFL. Uh, Flacco, a guy that uh, can really get the ball down the field. Obviously, Amari uh, Cooper can just go nuts like he did, um, you know, early this season when those two synced up for over 250 yards. Uh, I don't care who he throws it to. I kind of like David and Joker anytime touchdown. That could be the guy who receives at least one of the scores in this game. Got that a plus 140 at BetMGM. But that SGP on Wacko for Flacco, I feel, is the best way to approach this game. And I think Cleveland, in the end, will win. But I'm all about safety first. And that's why I took the spread up to plus four and a half. 
Brad, the, the third AFC game. So we kind of got an interesting schedule this year, like AFC, AFC, AFC to, to start the two games Saturday. And then the early game Sunday, probably need to put on the meteorologist cap again for the, the Steelers Bills yeah. game, which they'd kind of like yeah. a couple of people floated, like, are they going to move this game? They're not. They're going to play it. And it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, really high wins. You can kind of give us more of a forecast and probably explain it a lot better than I can. But the market for this game, really interesting. Steelers money has come in in the last 24 hours. This is now Bills by nine, the first eight and a half has now appeared in this game, hashtag teaser. And then the Steelers uh, total in the game, 33 and a half with the Steelers and Bills. So nine and 33 and a half, not usually a playoff market. Give us an idea of the weather and the bets that you like. Yeah, let's go with the weather first. Uh, so really interesting developments here in the last about 12 hours in Buffalo. Full-blown winter storm warnings posted. Uh, they have safety alerts. Uh, it's uh, publicly you know, not safe or encouraged to even travel anywhere. It's going to be next to impossible, quite honestly, uh, to do so. Uh, it's going to go downhill rapidly. Uh, the curiosity that uh, everybody has uh, that is affiliated with the weather in that industry, uh, instances when Buffalo Ball, is the banding of snow uh, can be unpredictable. I don't really know where that's going to set up shop. Uh, it's usually narrow in nature, like five to seven miles wide. Uh, if you're in that narrow band of snow, it, it could just be full-blown whiteout conditions. If you're just outside of it, uh, nothing. Uh, so we don't know exactly where that's going to line up. Uh, the fear is, and the modeling is showing, and I've seen some of the uh, advanced radar imagery and the projection with that, that the the band has got to set up shop over Orchard Park, New York, where the Bills play uh, professional football. If that is the case, uh, yes, uh, it's going to be a snow globe and really just uh, adding insult to injury or the winds. 25.9 miles an hour sustained. You don't know what that means? Consistent winds, folks, with gusts approaching 50 or possibly even exceeding 50. That's full-blown blizzard conditions. At times, they're in Buffalo. That's why the totals come way down. And uh, understandably, too, the spread has uh, reduced as well because I think it's going to be maybe a one-possession game. You can't kick in this kind of weather. It's run maybe only in this weather. If you're going to pass, it's going to be within 10 yards. Uh, so I, I love Josh Allen. Anytime touchdown, I grabbed that uh, a couple of days ago, a plus 100. I actually like him to get maybe two rushing touchdowns in this game. I like the rush attempts over on Josh Allen at eight and a half. I grabbed that earlier today at BetMGM at minus 130. Uh, and then, you know, on the other side of the ball, I love Najee Harris over 15 and a half rush attempts. He's done this in better conditions in three straight games. He is going to be a sort of viable Clydesdale in this kind of weather scenario. And I also like the over on Jalen Warren rush attempts. And I grabbed that number at seven and a half. So various ways, myriad ways to play this. Uh, but I do like the under. I do like the Bills to win straight up. I do like the Steelers on the spread. And again, I am pounding the over on some of the rushing yards and rushing attempts props that are available. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Getting bets for Super Wild Card Weekend from our friend Brad Evans, our stadium teammate from Live on the Line. Noon Eastern weekdays here on Stadium and the Fade 5 Sports Betting Podcast on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. All right, Brad, we got three games left to hit here. Maybe about a minute for each of them, so we have time to make sure we, we yeah. got to all of them. Let's do uh, the Packers and the Cowboys coming up. The first NFC game on Sunday afternoon from Dallas. Cowboys about a touchdown favor, total in the lot, about 50 and a half. Dak Prescott, Jordan Love, potential fireworks here what do you like cowboys and packers uh best bet for me in the sgp market you gotta use the sgp software to build this to get this number at least that's what i did yesterday cd lamb anytime touchdown and dallas to win 
Uh, when I constructed that, it was plus 115. Earlier today, when I did it again, it was still at plus money. CeeDee Lamb has scored in Ivan's last 11 games. He was number one in the regular season among all wide receivers in total red zone targets, number one in Yak. He averaged 10.6 targets per game on the entirety of the 2023 campaign. Uh, getting a lot of Keyshawn Nixon in coverage for Green Bay out of the slide, who's given up an 81.8 catch percentage, 103.8 pass rating, and four touchdowns to his assignments. Green Bay is collective number 24 in EPA pass defense since week 12. So absolutely, that for me is a windmill slam dunk Dominic Wilkins style play in that Packers and Cowboys matchup. Brad, uh, Sunday night football it projects to be another really high-scoring game. These are like the two high-total games. They're going to be one right after the other. Matthew Stafford at the Lions, Detroit a three-point favorite, yep. total about 52. Uh, would we say, expect the same kind of thing? Fireworks everywhere? How you play in this game? Yeah, I think this game uh, probably has the most shootout appeal, bar none, uh, of any matchup on the board in uh, idyllic conditions there in the Motor City. Uh, so, again, I'm going to play in a little SGP. Give me Kyron Williams for any time touchdown because I'm not going to bet individually. It's like minus uh, 200 juice. Forget that noise. So, to reduce the juice, seduced by that juice, I'm going to pair that with Amon Ross St. Brown. A six or more receptions. Just slap those two together. Even money. Plus 100 at BetMGM, and that's entirely viable. Kyron Williams, 60 red zone touches in just 12 games this NFL regular season. He scored in nine of those 12 as well. Now Detroit, number two in rush EPAD since week 12. Uh, they really, um, you know, ratchet up their level of play in that area. But, you know, anywhere within striking distance, Kyron Williams can score on the ground or through the air on a dump ball pass from Matthew Stafford. And then St. Brown, uh, a guy that uh, I love the paper matchup here, getting a lot of lake out of the slot and coverage. That DB for LAR is giving up a 70.8 catch rate to his assignments. Ahmad Ra has done this in 13 games this year. He's averaging 10.3 targets per game over 14 a right win percentage and we'll see if Sam Laporta plays even if he does he can be more of a decoy which means more funneled looks in the direction of Amon Ross so six or more catches paired with Kyron Williams anytime touchdown plus 100 at BetMGM all right buddy let's close then with Monday Night Football we got about 60 seconds left here with the Eagles and the Buccaneers very interesting side, very interesting total, and uh, obviously some injury concerns here. Now, Jalen Hurts did practice in full today for Philadelphia. We'll see about A.J. Brown. We'll see, like, Baker Mayfield's going to play. Is he is he healthy and good to go? What do you got for us, Brad, for the Eagles and Bucks to close here in about a minute? Oh, boys, let's get seduced by that juice again at plus 333 on this SGP. I'm going to take Tampa straight up on the money line. I'm going to pair that correlate, synergize, and bring it all together. Baker Mayfield, two or more pass yards. Mike Evans, my cousin. He got all the athleticism in the Evans family. 50 or more receiving yards. And Rashad White, three or more receptions. So uno, dos, tres, cuatro, mi amigos, plus 333, entirely doable there. Uh, Philly's likely to be uh, where they are in the playoffs. I think Tampa's got to best them again. Uh, in this season, a team that's really reeling right now. They've been the dregs of keg, whether pass EPAD, rush EPAD. That's why I believe the Buccaneers win. Uh, Baker went over 200 passing yards in a game 12 times this season. Number one in deep ball attempts. He averaged close to 34 attempts per game. He'll get the best as Philly's secondary. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, a guy that went 10, 5, 60 in week three against the secondary. He'll do it again in that capacity here in the rematch. And then uh, you look at Rashad White. Uh, he's got over three or more catches in 12 games this year in Philadelphia, giving up 4.8 receptions per game. 
just to the running back position. So adore this parlay by that very hefty juice. Our pal Brad Evans here. Watch him on Live on the Line on Stadium, uh, noon Eastern on weekdays. The sports betting podcast is The Fade Five. He's on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. I, I, it's my sincere hope that you'll give us a college basketball bet and then yell, I'm out, because I really enjoy that. Brad, we appreciate it. Good luck with the bets this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, gentlemen, Texas A&M tomorrow. I'm laying the chalk minus one half against the University of Kentucky. They desperately need a quality win. I'm out. Can you say I'm out also? Like, we need it. We got to really cap this off. Hey, and you know what? I'm out, and I also like Nevada Night, so bonus time, Ben. Bonus time. <laughs> Absolutely bonus. love it. Uh, your bets on, on YouTube and Twitch coming up next year to wrap up hour number three. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Is our final segment for the day on Stadium. So if you're watching the show on Stadium right now and you want to check out the final hour of the show, we would recommend it. We've got a great spot coming up with Matt Moore in 20 minutes from the Buckets podcast and the Action Network NBA bet streams. Matt will talk tonight's slate in the NBA. We'll talk Joel Embiid's MVP candidacy if he's going to keep missing more games. All sorts of good stuff in the NBA and betting the association with our pal Matt Moore to start the power hour. Then we'll roll through all the games on Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, side and total. We'll give you all our bets for tonight in the NBA and the National Hockey League. We'll get to your bets on YouTube and Twitch for Super Wild Card Weekend in a second. But for everyone out there, look, if Valentine's Day is just around the corner, you know what your partner could really want? You know what screams romance? What gets you? Hashtag in the mood. You better you bet merchandise. You better you bet shop.com. Browse designs like... Uh, YBYB After Dark for the Valentine's Day theme. Final Hour, Power Hour, Prop King, Choose uh, choose Your Capper, the Eight Buckets Bucket Hat, all sorts of good stuff. Long sleeves, hoodies, hats, and more. You better you bet shop.com. That's you better you bet shop.com. All right. We've been teasing it all show. It's time to get to your bets in the YouTube and the Twitch chats for football this weekend. Uh, Jake, play the, uh, the terrible intro, and then we'll bring our pal Alex in. Help, help. I need directions to Bing Bong Bay. Yes. But the only way to get there is to stop at the DJN Corner. All right, our host of the uh, Still to be Unnamed social segment. We'll name it once uh, once football season ends and we have more brain cells and more bandwidth. Uh, our host is our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Hello, Alex. What do you got? Hey, guys. All right, let's get started. In that famous YouTube chat with our guy at Final Discussion. At Final Discussion, giving us a two-team seven-point teaser. How about this? The Bills minus two and a half and the Cowboys just to win. He's asking you guys, what's your confidence level? He also might add Rams and Bucks at plus 10 each. Well, I think this is, uh, Ken, we were talking about this in the show chat earlier today, in the, uh, in the, in the VMix chat earlier in today. In the VMix chat. <laughs> and, uh, VMix is the program that we use to broadcast the show from, uh, like yeah. on our computers. Uh, I think you like a two-team seven-pointer this weekend, right? Yeah, just not uh, not this one would just be my only thing. So I uh, I like the idea of trying to figure out ways to play the Bills down. It's a really high, uh, sorry, it's a really low total game. That means like those points are really valuable. Being able to knock six, seven off them might be worth more than what you're getting um, normally for a teaser. The first eight and a half has appeared on it. I just please keep betting the Steelers, everybody. Please, you can do it. Please keep betting the Steelers uh, so we can get eight and a half everywhere. Can I jam in a bunch of six pointers on the Bills? Yep. Basically, just to win um, in a game where you may not be able to kick, too. So, you know, the game will be played in a series of sixes, I think, to a certain extent. So, uh, I, 
I like the Bills. I like figuring out ways to play them. I like that idea. The problem with seven-pointing Dallas is there's kind of a lot of extra fat in your teaser. Like, you, you don't actually need all seven. You're going from seven to zero. Like, you don't want one. You don't want minus a half. You don't want any of those. You want one and a half. So, like, you're... It's actually like the wrong tool to use on that game with the spread Cowboys minus seven. Um, like I'd be curious, like a, a, you know, Bills Cowboys money line parlay. Like what does that equal? Like would you rather do that than this? I haven't run like, and every place is going to charge you different for the teasers. Just a seven on a team that's favored by seven is is overkill. Like you're actually paying too much for what you what you needed to do. So just keep that in mind. Like I like the idea. Here's how I'll frame it. I think the Bills are really likely to win, and I think the Cowboys are really likely to win. Price out however you can play that at your particular sports book and whatever the best, you know, bang for your buck is. And that'll kind of be like the answer to the question. So I, I like the thought, just like uh, using a seven pointer on a team that's favored by seven is just, uh, it's unnecessary. You can actually, you can, you can do better. You can get even more. With the spread and the, by the way, in that Bill Steelers game, like being what it is now, fascinating discussion by us coming up uh, next hour on the show when we talk about our, our, our thoughts side in total for every game. All right. Thanks to our pal final discussion. Alex, what's next? All right. Sticking in that YouTube chat, probably the best name I've ever seen at Robert Buttermore. Robert Buttermore. What a last name he's got. Najee Harris is his bet. Over 58 and a half That's rushing right, yards. Yeah. I'm excited about my like, team. But Najee Harris over. What do you think Fasano is? How do you think, what do you, how do you think <laughs> Fasano is a last name? Well, it's some kind of last name. Maybe he hates your name, too. Jeez. Well, I love his name. And I love his bet. Why? Well, he likes the combination of weather, Pittsburgh's recent success in the run game, and Buffalo's 28th ranked run defense. It sets up well for a big Najee game. But you got Proppy. Ah, uh, tough to uh, tough tough to disagree. I guess like the only thing would be, and let me um let me just look to see, uh, like what the current yardage numbers are for Najee and for Jalen Warren. Uh, let's well, see. my thing would just Najee's... be my thing would just be like if they're if they're trailing the whole time, what's the split of who's on the field? I don't know the yeah, answer. It's, to that yeah, question. well, well, this is where this is where I'm going with it. And by the way, even if like they're ahead and they keep running the ball, uh, Najee and I understand like Najee came on really strong to close the year. I would much rather bet Jalen Warren over that, given the discrepancy in the yardage. And again, like I understand like Najee was great the last couple of games. I, me personally, I'm not saying that Najee can't go over. Like the bet can't win. I'd rather bet Jalen Warren to go over. Uh, that's that. That's my analysis of that for our pal Robert Buttermore. Robert, hope you win. Um, I would rather bet Jalen Warren. Uh, Alex, what's next? Let's jump over to the Twitch chat. Our guy at Nash nine two one zero eight. He's got two prop bets for you: the Buffalo defense or special team anytime touchdown, and the Pittsburgh defense or special team anytime touchdown. Why? Simple: crazy weather equals crazy scoring. You know, I if both if neither team's going to throw the ball a lot, if like the wind's going to be sixty, I don't know if I love that, right? Because then you basically like you need a fumble for, for return. I guess like you could get like a blocked kick or like a wind get a wind holding up a kick and like a weird like fumble off a leg or something. I don't know. I feel like I'd rather. I don't know if I love that, only because of what the weather means. Like if they're not going to throw, then like you lose pick sixes potentially. It's also funny because like, actually, I I get the thought. Um... I guess my question would just be like price. Like, it's, so, okay, like everybody knows the weather's bad and that doesn't mean there aren't valuable bets to make, but just like, all right, we're dealing with like, we all, we all got it. Is that, is that in this already? Cause you know, we have those games sometimes like the two bad quarterback games. Sometimes the price for the defense touchdown is like, 
there was a Cowboys game where it was like two to one for them to score a touchdown because the quarterback they were playing was so bad, like five and Wasn't ten for week? the defensive special teams. I think I'd be more like commanders, get... right? Well, I think it's like been multiple times because they played like a they played some doomsday opponents, a lot of them, but it could have been last week too. Uh, I almost think I'd be more likely to play the Steelers just because the Bills have a propensity to turn the ball over so much. Like it takes two in that situation. And uh, and Josh Allen and the Bills turn the ball over all the time. So like, like, yeah, like the thought of the Bills, like, oh, well, they'll be they'll be ahead. Rudolph will have to throw. That's how you get it. Like, that's why the Bills price is less. But also the Bills just turn the ball over all the time. And honestly, like, I don't know how the Steelers win without getting one of these two if you really want to bet it. Like, I just, you know, like, what's the parlay on their defense to score and just, like, to win the game, too? Might be, like, really aggressive. They probably need a play like that to actually win. The, they could be competitive in a lot of ways. They probably need a play like that to, to win the game. So I don't, I don't hate the thought. I actually have no idea if bad weather actually makes these plays more likely. I really have no idea. It, it makes sense when I when we talk about it. I don't actually know if it's true because the number of pass attempts goes so far down. Thanks to our pal Big Daddy Cool Nash with the uh, with the bet there. Alex, what's next? All right, let's jump over to that YouTube chat. How about a hockey future for you guys? I know you love those at Brandon Newberry. I, 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 Joey... I, I like how this is. I like how this is like what's your favorite football bet for the weekend? By the way, here's a hockey future, which is fine. But go ahead, go ahead. I just find that funny. You like to sneak these in, yeah. I think it's hysterical. At Brandon Newberry, Joey I'm Decord yeah. to win the Vezina. Joey Decord to win the Vezina Trophy. Why? Well, since the beginning of December, he's allowed two or fewer goals in 12 of his last 13 games. Top five in goals against and save percentage. If nothing else, his price seems wrong at plus 4,000. Yeah, this, so you called me proppy before. How about, about this? Yeah, lay it on us, awardee. What, what do you what do you awardee, got here for yeah, Joe for Vezini, Joey Decord? Yeah, uh, the Honda Decord. Um, so just like uh, it's, I agree and disagree. So I uh, our show sponsor, man, I don't know if they still have this up. Our show sponsor had this player priced very incorrectly a couple nights ago, and also really what do you hilariously. Need? I'll get it. I'll get it here. Well, Vezina, Vezina, he was 100 two days ago in this market. And he was also spelled J period Decord. And he was the only player who was abbreviated with his first name. And I had a good laugh with somebody about this. And it was really funny. Uh, yeah, like I, I bet it a lot. So it's not 100. But like that's the price that I need to make the bet on a player like this. Um, here's the biggest problem with Vezina. You now have a firmly entrenched very, very, very likely player to win, Connor Hellebuck, who is still mispriced. He's two to one. It's not even close. He is more than 50% to win the award. He is number one in everything. Winnipeg is the leading points team in the league right now, and he's number one in everything. So you're pro like, it's, I, I agree. He probably, probably shouldn't be 40. He should probably be like 25 or 20 or something like that. Uh, he's less likely to win than Hellebuck, Demko, and Talbot. And that's probably it. And then everybody else, you can have an argument. So he's probably fourth. But Hellebuck needs to own an insane amount of the win probability. Um, so my, it's kind of one of those things where you're making a good bet at a really long price. Like I bet 100. You're making a good bet at a long price, but with the idea that you're going to get to the end and Hellebuck's going to win. We're about to pass the halfway mark of the season. Um, I'd even go so far as to be, I'd be like astonished if he did not win the award. He can get hurt. Like, sure. 
they're the best team. He's the best goalie in the league by a mile. He's won the award before. They don't have any other players on the team that can win. Um, so I like the bet. I like the thought. The problem is we need a vulnerable favorite to make an award bet. This is not a vulnerable favorite or even close. It's actually the least vulnerable favorite in probably any basketball or hockey market right now. Thank you very much to Brandon for the thought. Alex, let's try yeah. and get one more in. Great question. Let's sneak one in. YouTube chat at Yankee excuse me, Yank Tattoo 7. He's got two bets for you. Cleveland alternate spread minus nine and a half and Stroud to throw an interception. He likes the Cleveland defense to completely shut down C.J. Stroud. I, I, I could see the Browns winning this game by margin. I don't know that I would make that bet. I'd rather just like lay two with Cleveland, but I, I don't hate that here. If Stroud can throw a couple picks here and Flacco plays well, I don't dislike this bet. I uh, Yeah, my only thought would be like, I think he's going to throw an INT a lot. I don't, I don't know if that correlates as much to the nine and a half as like this implies. Like, yeah, you don't want to turn the ball over, but like Flacco is going to turn it over in the game too. I, I kind of like, yeah, I think he's going to throw an INT a lot. Probably more often than, I mean, way more often than Cleveland's going to cover nine and a half, probably the way I, th I think I see the game. Probably it's Cleveland in a very close game with how, I, how I'd have the game right now. All right, so we, we rolled through a lot there. We'll try and get a couple more in. Thanks to everyone for their submissions. Again, yeah, we'll try to get great. like one more or two in in the final hour of the Power Hour. If you're watching on Stadium, we are done for the day on Stadium. Head on over twitch.tv backslash betql. Ken and I also on tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Uh, power Hour, final hour. Next, we'll start the hour. Talking NBA with our friend, Matt Moore.